what that experience showed my family and reminded me was that McMaster is such a community. And uh, a lot of my friends from Whidden Hall, which is the residence I lived in my first year, um, baked a cake for me, got me ice cream, took me out. They made a card for me when I got back. Um, and it meant that my mom and my dad got to meet some of uh, my uh, floor mates. Mm-hmm. So that reminded them that I was in a really safe and homey environment. So I think after that moment, as much as it, it was a painful surgery, it was actually one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me because it reminded me how valuable the people around you are mm-hmm. and that the relationships around um, around you kind of support you in times when you are stressed. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live, and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. So my guest in today, um, she was my Welcome Week rep uh, from for Woodstock Hall in 2014 and um, I remember meeting her for the first time and I didn't get to hear a real voice till about uh, uh, two months ago after uh, two months ago after Prosh Week and it just comes to say that um, you know the Welcome Week reps here in Mac they just given their 100% for each of, uh, for each week every year because I know for a fact that um, I was in Starbucks earlier uh, in the fall semester and then I, I noticed that these welcome week reps uh, were coming in to uh, get their coffee and none of them could talk like their voices <laughs> were just gone and yeah so uh, please help me welcoming today uh, Patricia she is a um, she graduated from the Faculty of Science uh, in 2017, um, and she was about she was uh, the valedictorian for that class, which is freaking amazing. And she knows a lot of people at Mac. A lot of people know her because um, I think my first question, oh, first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you so much. This is so exciting, and you're just giving me all the flashbacks <laughs> of our, our of the time that I had no voice and welcoming you into Woodstock and. Uh, remembering just how hot it was in that building, but all the students were so energetic, enthusiastic, and what a time. I Just shock, shocking to hear that <laughs> it's been those, that many years since it's that crazy. moment, but here we are, and thanks for having me. Of course, yeah. Like, for you, like, when you walk around campus, um, do you have to stop a lot because you know a lot of people? <laughs> Is it, like, difficult to, like, you know, get from point A to point B? Um, sometimes, to be honest. Uh, so I feel like I'm an old lady on campus. Uh, I've been here. So I started just a year prior to you right. um, in 2013. So doing my undergrad in the life sciences uh, faculty, uh, that was a four year program. And I really try to take the most, make the most out of my undergraduate degree. So instead of just focusing on how do I make the most out of my education and making sure that I'm involved in all my classes, how do I make the most out of everything outside of the classroom as well. Right. And that meant getting involved in extracurricular activities, volunteer opportunities, getting involved in Welcome Week. So all these opportunities allowed me to create a really wonderful community of friends, of peers, of mentors, of people that I had the opportunity to mentor as well. Um, and then I loved Mac way too much that I couldn't leave afterwards. So that just meant I've been hanging around <laughs> for the past two years as well. So 
a collection of seven years does allow me to have um, a fantastic network of people that I'm beyond thankful for. So Wow. And right now you're working in the, um, the engineering co-op and career services at Mac. Yes, in the recruitment office, mm-hmm. um, which is so exciting. So I've been with them since uh, October of right. 2018. Um, it was an opportunity that kind of um, spontaneously happened that I'm so thankful for. And my job is incredible because I have to remind myself of who was I prior to coming to McMaster and what was that choice and where was I at that point in my lifetime? And I get to support students, you know, pursue their dream of entering engineering at McMaster, which right. is the coolest job in the world. I can imagine. Um, so tell us about yourself, like, you know, where you're from, because uh, I'm sure the listeners who, have, who haven't heard about you, which I'm shocked about. <laughs> oh, uh, gosh, but yes, no. to tell us about yourself, um, what made you, like, when you were growing up, mm-hmm. what made you pick... You, the, like the things you're doing right now. Absolutely. So um, I'm born and raised in Toronto. I'm first generation actually in Canada. Um, I was born in Canada, but my mom's from Poland. My dad's from Greece. So um, I grew up with immigrant parents. Right. Um, so they weren't able to be that same support in terms of maybe editing my resumes. But something that they really instilled in me when I was a young girl um is that they wanted me to get really involved. Right. They wanted me to find something outside of just going to school that I that I loved and was excited about. And for me growing up, that was actually gymnastics. Mm-hmm. So since the age of five, I think my parents noticed that I was a very active girl. I was jumping around in the house. I couldn't sit <laughs> in one spot. Um, and they heard about this gymnastics club near our place. So from a quick tryout it turned into almost my life i guess growing Mm -hmm. up i think if you were to ask me what sums up my childhood i would say being in a competitive sport um training five days a week up to 25 hours a week it's pretty demanding being a young girl Mm -hmm. but that's what taught me hard work discipline determination and um and failure because when you fall off that beam the only person that can get you back up is yourself. Right. Um, and mentally, you can tell yourself, oh, gosh, like, I can't do this. But the best feeling is when you say, yes, I can. Mm-hmm. And you go up, you go back up on that beam, for example, and you finish off your routine with your head up high. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn from those opportunities. So growing up, that sport really kind of put me maybe ahead of the game in terms of like, I know that if I want something in life, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to work hard and I'm going to persevere and try again. Right. And to be honest, um, that made me a better student, that made me work harder in school, and that actually made me want to be part of more things. Mm-hmm. So when I got to high school, for instance, I was like, oh my goodness, there are so many things I could do, um, you know, beyond my math class and beyond my music class. So I got involved with clubs and uh, different teams, if it's the environmental club or the social justice group on campus or the instrumental band, uh, whatever the group was, um, I knew that that was worth my time. Um, And then the coolest thing that happens or happened to me once I started to get more involved is that I became a leader and a mentor to a lot of other students. Um, which is something that I wanted to carry on because I had those experiences growing up. Um, but I truly dedicate um, and like, oh, you know, everything that I've accomplished at McMaster due to the fact of my childhood and being put into a competitive sport. And I think that truly changed my life. Right. 
Did you ever think of uh, pursuing gymnastics professionally? That thought ever pop into your head? Uh, definitely. It's what you get. You always get asked that in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, oh, my God, you're a gymnast. You must be going to the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Definitely not. Um, I mean, you think about it when you're like eight years old and, you know, going to your first competition. But mm-hmm. afterwards, I realized it was a passion and that... The healthiest thing that everyone can do for themselves is to find something outside of work, something mm-hmm. outside of school, something that they love. Maybe they don't get paid for it, but it allows them to kind of find themselves through this opportunity. Right. So definitely thankful for it. I've been coaching. Um, I've coached gymnastics uh, right after I did retire. I don't like to say the word quit. I say <laughs> retire instead, um, right. just because gym- gymnasts kind of do a lot to their body. So. Right. Um, Retiring like is comes at the age of fifteen in that sport, um, but yeah, definitely not competitive. But I again realized that it helped me get to where I want it to be today, and reminded me that it's important to find things that I love mm-hmm. um, outside the regular routine mm-hmm. that life kind of creates for yourself. Right. What uh, What made you get into um, life sciences when you were first uh, like when you first like registered for math? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I mean. Probably other people have a similar experience to this. Um, you know, in high school, there's there's kind of two paths that students take. It's right. either you're, you're you're taking the chemistry, uh, biology, and physics. Uh, after that choice, you have to make in grade ten. So I think I excelled in math and science throughout my time in high school. I had fantastic teachers. And uh, they were like, you are kind and you are good at these subjects, so you're going to be a fantastic doctor someday. And um, obviously that's a lot of people's dreams growing up. And um, the best fit for that seemed to be the life sciences program. It seemed general enough that I can do a couple subjects outside of the sciences, but specific enough that I could potentially pursue medicine. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was what kind of inspired the life sciences decision. McMaster was decided upon um, a feeling. Mm -hmm. And this sounds kind of bizarre, but it's kind of how I do my job in recruitment now is I always tell students to find a campus that's going to feel like home for you. And when I heard about McMaster, when I opened up their view book at the Ontario University Fair, it was like, this kind of has this vibe that might be my home someday. Mm -hmm. And when I came to May at Mac, uh, which is a open house that's for prospective students, um, and at May time, you know, the flowers are blooming, things look great. Um, I absolutely just fell in love with the campus. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is my home. Life sciences is going to be my program. And here we are seven years later, still still at Mac. That's awesome. Um, what was your... So after me at Mac, I'm guessing mm-hmm. that's... It was to make Mac right before uh, your first year? Correct. Okay. Yes, yes. So um, it was the summer... It was a couple weeks before I had to accept my offer Okay. Uh, on the like website, mm-hmm. on the Ontario University Application Centre. And uh, that was the day I was like, I have to go here. And it meant leaving home. It meant, um, because I grew up in Toronto, it meant I wasn't going to be able to commute. Mm-hmm. It meant I was going to have to live in residence in my first year. Um, but again, McMaster was and Hamilton was that perfect spot, far enough from home to move away, but close enough to be able to maintain relationships mm-hmm. with my family and friends back home as well. Right? Is it is it difficult living back away, uh, living away from home? Like your fa- family's in Toronto, like it's uh, yeah, not the furthest away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, it was probably hard over the first few weeks, and right. I I assume that's a common feeling that a lot of other students share. 
But um, I did my best to call my parents uh, enough times to update them on the courses that I was taking, the labs that I was doing, the silly election I was deciding to run in. <laughs> That's not silly. Within like the first three weeks of my time at Mac, um, update you know my mother on friends I was making, and uh, I tried my best to come home once a month, every two months, or encourage my parents to come visit me, mm-hmm. and that also meant that they brought home cooked home cooked meals so right. you can't go wrong in that regard as right. well you, there were, were there times when you were homesick and when th- when things were going rough like when things are hard difficult mm-hmm. uh, funny story I actually got my appendix removed in my first year oh. so that was a really scary time because you know it's been a month and a half I've been a you know, home away from home for the first time. And I'm panicking because I'm like, I don't want to tell my parents because I don't want them to think that I'm not succeeding in university. So they didn't know your appendix was being... They didn't until I was going to have the surgery. I wanted to wait until it was confirmed. Wow. Um, but what that experience showed my family and reminded me was that McMaster is such a community. And uh, a lot of my friends from Whidden Hall, which is the residence I lived in my first year, um, baked a cake for me, got me ice cream, took me out. They made a card for me when I got back. Um, and it meant that my mom and my dad got to meet some of uh, my uh, floor mates. Mm-hmm. So that reminded them that I was in a really safe and homey environment. So I think after that moment, as much as it, it was a painful surgery, it was actually one of the coolest things that has ever happened to me because it reminded me how valuable the people around you are mm-hmm. and that the relationships around um, around you kind of support you in times when you are stressed, when you mm-hmm. are concerned about that midterm in first year, when you're not sure how to, how to study for it effectively. So I owe a lot to the friends that I made in my first year, the support groups that I was involved in at McMaster, um, and the distance kind of was a happy in between that. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually feel homesick as much because similar to your experiences here at McMaster and probably a lot of other people, uh, this is home. Yep. And um, I don't really know how to define the terms home and what that means. And I recognize that that's unique to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt that within the first month, I was like, this is it. I am absolutely in the right place. Mm-hmm. And it's been so hard to leave due to these reasons. Definitely. We were just talking about it before the show. That yeah. I was just saying that... Like Hamilton has been my home. Absolutely. For the last, uh, it's it's the only place I've lived in in Canada. Yes. And um, I've grown so attached to it, and I just don't want to leave it. Like you asked me, wait, what are my feelings about graduating? Mm-hmm. I could have faked it. I would have like, I'm so excited. You want to get <laughs> get in the real world, but I am, I am. It's mixed feelings. Abs- you know, yeah. it's um, friends go in different directions, mm-hmm. and then now you're you're actually on your own. So. Um, and it's like one of the first questions you asked me at the start. It's like, do you run into people? And that kind of, you know, that's the Hamilton McMaster vibe for you. I'm at the grocery store. I'm like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> like yesterday I was shopping at Food Basics and uh, yeah. the one year campus. And it's like that's where I run into so many McMaster people that I know. And it's so everywhere you're going, if it's the grocery store, if it's just running to and from class, if it's me being within the um, exist out of the engineering building now, it's I'm constantly surrounded by welcoming happy faces. Mm -hmm. daily which makes coming to work in the morning really exciting because again this community these these people and uh we've got it we're really lucky here Mm -hmm. and i think that's part of the reasons why you and i especially have struggled with the piece of transition yeah um but yeah it's it's uh that's a dream though like isn't it like if you want to um, you you want to stay in a place where you always run into in the, in a grocery store you you run into people who you like mm-hmm. who you know like at, at Mac for sure and I think there's pros and cons involved in that that there's familiarity and com- like you're comfortable here we mm-hmm. both have built our foundation so. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I think the key also, if you choose to continue, and um, and to be honest, if somebody asked me when I was graduating, was I going to be at McMaster in mm-hmm. 2020? I would say absolutely not. I need to move on. Right. Uh, not because of negative experiences, but because I recognize that I'm comfortable here. Mm-hmm. So I think the key for myself and something I'm still working on to figure out is how do I keep challenging myself? How do I make this comfortable place unknown and mm-hmm. new in some regard? So maybe for me this year, it was getting involved with engineering. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't a past engineering student, so that environment is a little bit new to me. It's a little bit novel, um, and my job is different. So um, Or deciding to maybe leave the campus bubble in terms of where I choose to live. Mm-hmm. So I've only ever known student housing right beside McMaster. That's a five-minute walk. I've encouraged myself um, to move downtown instead mm-hmm. so that I can separate my work life, my personal life, and be truly so excited to come to McMaster for work each and every day. Right. Were there any moments during, say, your second or third year mm-hmm. at Mac when um, you feel like you were knocked down? And at the time, it felt like there was no getting getting back up. To be honest, yes. Um, and that happened in a couple places and in a couple of forms and shapes. So through school, I... You know, as a science student coming in with a strong background in high school, I think I was almost close-minded to thinking that science might be the perfect program for myself and where it was going to end up from a career perspective. And if I'm sharing with everybody right now, um, I'm doing recruitment for the Faculty of Engineering, which I am so thankful to be in this position, but most people will recognize it's not uh, a typical route that science graduates take. So I think I had moments during my undergrad where I wasn't sure if actually the program of the, if science was, was Patricia, if it was where I should be pursuing, mm-hmm. not because I was unhappy with um, my experiences at McMaster, but because I recognized that maybe my skill set is somewhere else. Right. And that was kind of identified through getting involved in elections, different uh, societies, different uh, first-year opportunities to support students transitioning into university, that I recognize that that's actually more of my passion than science is. Mm-hmm. So, and I didn't feel like another program was a better match. I was just recognizing that I wanted to maybe do something different. So I think it's always difficult to motivate yourself to work hard in school um, if you're unsure if that course or that program is the perfect fit for yourself. Right. But um, I did finish my degree in science. I was thankful to be the valedictorian. And uh, I fell in love with the science community and uh, spent actually most of my time mm-hmm. in undergrad working for the Science Society Mm -hmm. and trying to find resources and opportunities to connect science students with one another, provide them with, you know, career opportunities and resources for when they transition out of university or support while in their undergrad. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge issue that I kind of faced Mm -hmm. and um, that made me struggle in a couple courses Mm -hmm. because, again, I wasn't as motivated to Um, or it didn't click as fast as another course would that I was more excited about. Mm -hmm. So I struggled with courses. Um, I can't remember which ones at this point, maybe cell biology. That was not my favorite course at all. Um, But you also use those moments to recognize what kind of learner am I? 
And I recognized that I was struggling in, in the courses that were lecture-based and that the ones I, the type of learner that I am is in more smaller group dynamics where I can <laughs> converse with my classmates, where I can participate and not be intimidated by 300 of the students. <laughs> so that's where, that was kind of the takeaway in that piece. Um, another thing was during my, you know, midtime, I got a little bit too involved and that was big stress because right. um, students expect a lot from you mm -hmm. and, you know, you're in unpaid positions and you're also balancing a full course load. I'm also working part time and I'm doing all these leadership positions because I want to support other students and it gets overwhelming. Right. And there were times where I would not put myself first. Mm -hmm. I would not put my self-care first. Um, I would be the student on campus till three in the morning on yeah. a, you know, Friday night. Um, finally getting ahead on my homework because my entire week was dedicated to meetings mm -hmm. and meeting with first-year students and working on a project and working on a policy update, which I absolutely loved, but recognizing now that I wish I had a bit more balance mm -hmm. and recognize that I come first as well sometimes. Right. And self-care in, in undergrad is, or in any form of schooling, needs to be a bigger priority. Mm -hmm. And... I won't say it's my biggest regret, but I do wish I slept more. Yeah. So I know that sounds silly, but I think now I'm like, I'm such a sleep advocate. I'm like, right. I wish I, I'm buying my hours of sleep back slowly now as a grownish adult. <laughs> I can imagine, because just to give people some context, yeah. so you were, uh, she, uh, Patricia was the president of the McMaster Science Society for two years, right? And I'm guessing, it, it, like you said, it comes with a lot of responsibilities. Absolutely. Um, so did that take away time from you hanging out with friends and, you know, basically just having fun? Uh, the answer is yes and no. In, okay. in this typical answer to what people think, they'd be like, oh my gosh, that's what everyone thought. How do you have a social life? How do you balance relationships? How do you see people? But the fantastic part of, about being involved in all these groups and clubs and especially the Science Society was that almost every day I was surrounded by so many good people. And these teammates became friends. These teammates became the people that I reached out for my own support or that I wanted to vent to. So as much as, you know, I had to be a little bit more conscious of, am I going out to that social event on Saturday night um, or am I spending the night instead with my group project doing... Um, you know, planning that event mm -hmm. that's upcoming in two weeks or something like that. So mm -hmm. typically, I would say the standard answer is like, no, I definitely had to sacrifice a little bit of my social life. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, not at all, because I really lucked out and that the people I got to work with were amazing. Mm -hmm. And probably friends that I didn't think I would find if I didn't choose to get involved. So as much as I'm sharing that I wish I got a bit more sleep, mm -hmm. I also have absolutely no regrets that I chose to give myself to these organizations, because it's true truly uh, influenced the direction I want to take now into my career and definitely has made me the person that I am today. Right. So absolutely thankful. Right. And was, this, was that the same mentality you applied to when you were looking for a full-time job after graduating? Because mm -hmm. like, you know, like how you said you're so involved, like it didn't feel like a sacrifice because you were enjoying it so much. Right. And you love the people you're with. So was that the kind of mentality you used when you were looking for a full-time job? After? Yes, yes, yes. Um, when I graduated, I was in a similar situation as you. It was like, I'm just not ready to leave. And I knew that Hamilton was home. I, I have this reference. I call it Hamilton. And I was like, I need to find work that is meaningful. I need to find work where I am 
every day I leave the office knowing that I've helped one person. I've either inspired them, I've supported them, I've given them a resource that they've never known about to get them further and where they need to be. So I lucked out a lot, actually. My first full-time job after McMaster was working with The Forge. Mm -hmm. The Forge, uh, for those of you who don't know, is a McMaster startup incubator and entrepreneurial program at McMaster. So I was their program coordinator and I got to put on events for students that were interested in entrepreneurship from small from their small scale business to maybe a large scale technology startup in whatever form or shape that was I got to be that first hand support for our students on campus right. and I felt that I felt that need that I was in a position where I could support students, inspire them, maybe bring a special, uh, create a special event where students are like, thank you, because going to this event inspired me to pursue this mm -hmm. thing I've always wanted to do. So, and everyone knows it now, like the entrepreneurial world is really exciting. Right. So it was so inspiring to be around um, other McMaster graduates or Hamiltonians that were pursuing their own passions through their own startup. So mm -hmm. um, that's my biggest advice, that you wanna find work where you constantly feel like you're giving back to people. There right. is there is nothing that, there's no better feeling than that. Definitely, I agree. Like talking about advice, what's your advice to <laughs> uh, first year students who have recently come to Mac? Okay, or even second year, year students, students. And also students like me, mm -hmm. who's, who's gra who are uh, graduating in uh, this year. Sweet, so to, the first one is the first year. So folks who are, I guess, in their um, beginning piece here, I would say take advantage of the opportunities around you. There are so many groups and teams and clubs to get involved in. This is where you're going to find your you're you. This is where you're going to find out who you are, what you love outside of just your textbook. So, and McMaster makes it so easy to get involved. So if it's one club, if it's one team, you don't need to overdo it. Find that thing. And how are you going to find it? You're going to try. Mm -hmm. Try something, figure that out. If it's not what it is, move on to the next one. But take advantage of the opportunities that exist on campus. For my graduating peers, including you, um, I would suggest recognizing that this sounds scary, but there is a world out there. And if it's coming back to McMaster or if it's staying in Hamilton or if it's doing something completely far away from here, um, take a moment to pause and reflect and don't rush into something. Mm -hmm. I think we feel like we need to just jump into a master's program, jump into school again, jump into a full-time career, but take your time to explore your passions um, and also learning how to do nothing for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I had three weeks off before I started my full-time <laughs> job. It was scary, it was overwhelming, but at the same time, those were the best three weeks. I right. finally I was like, I have a couple weeks to think about myself, mm -hmm. to catch up on sleep, think about the things I love, reflect on my time in my undergrad. So take a pause because no one ever tells people to do that. Mm -hmm. We always say, go for it, go for it, which I also agree. But my advice is gonna be to take a moment to breathe and don't rush into that next big move for yourself.